Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, June 15th. I'm Wayne Pratt. More businesses can reopen today in St. Louis County as COVID-19 restrictions continue to be eased. Gyms and pools are among the businesses that can reopen. Also today, James Knowles III's nine-year tenure as Ferguson mayor ends tomorrow. His time in office has been defined by Michael Brown's death, which brought national attention to the part-time elected official. I'm not one of those uh, elected officials who saw this was another rung on the ladder to being uh, governor or president or something like that. So, yeah, it certainly wasn't something I expected, nor did I want. Knowles talks about the lessons he learned after the 2014 shooting and passes along some advice for his successor. We'll have more on that with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum in just a bit. As we mentioned, the work week is starting in Missouri with the easing of more coronavirus restrictions. More businesses in St. Louis County can open starting today, including some gyms, pools, casinos, and banquet halls. There are still limits on the amount of people allowed inside businesses, and social distancing guidelines should be followed. More than 10 people can now gather in St. Louis City parks today. That number can be as high as 250 if social distancing is taking place. Governor Mike Parson says the entire state should fully reopen tomorrow, but local restrictions can remain. It has been a third weekend of demonstrations on area streets following last month's death of George Floyd. That includes a march yesterday in St. Anne by local Latino organizations in a show of solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. That chant, Tu Lucha, Mi Lucha, translates to Your Struggle, My Struggle. Organizer Maria Yaksich says it's time to put aside her agenda as a Latina until the rights of black people are recognized. If we came here with the ideal that this is a democracy, let's act on that. We came here with the understanding that everybody here wins, no matter that the American dream exists why that black people don't have it. Yaksich says turning out at the voting booths in August and November will be an important path to change. Demonstrators nationwide have criticized memorials to racist historical figures. Many in the St. Louis region are joining that movement. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron tells us, a petition effort is being organized to rename a main street in Maryland Heights. The road is named after Walter Dorset, who was a locally prominent slave trader and anti-abolitionist. A statue of Christopher Columbus also stands in St. Louis's Tower Grove Park. Activists are planning to protest and petition until the statue is removed. Both groups say that in the current political climate, it just doesn't make sense to preserve symbols of racism and cruelty. A county representative says a county councilwoman from Maryland Heights is discussing the petition with the Department of Public Works and Transportation. Missouri University of Science and Technology researchers are trying to find out what is blocking people from using more solar energy with the help of a federal grant. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports. The research will look at economic and psychological reasons for why a homeowner or business would choose or not choose solar energy. Islam El Adaway is a professor of civil engineering at Missouri S&T and leading the project. 
He says most people think the economic incentive is most important. Is it only the cost? If it is very cheap, they will do it? Or they just don't care? So this is all part of the problem, I believe. But El Adaway's team will also include social scientists that will look at attitudes towards solar energy and how they impact the decision. He says the final report will be a guide utility companies can use to help accelerate the use of renewable energy. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Tomorrow will mark a big change in elected leadership in Ferguson. Mayor James Knowles III is leaving office due to term limits. Ella Jones will become the city's first black and female mayor. Knowles has been mayor for nearly a decade, and during that time, the city became ground zero for the protest movement against police killing black people. Knowles reflected on his consequential time in office with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum and provided some advice for his successor. James Knowles III was taking down tents with his father at the Ferguson Farmers Market on August 9, 2014, the day one of his city's police officers shot and killed Michael Brown. He learned about the shooting that would spark months of protest in his town and elsewhere through a phone call from Ferguson city manager. It was one of those things that, you know, on 1230 or so on a on a Saturday, you know, on an August Saturday, if the city manager is calling me, it's probably nothing good. The ensuing months after Brown's death placed the city of Ferguson and Knowles in particular in a brighter than normal spotlight. Reporters from all over the world flocked to Ferguson in 2014 to cover protests and witness clashes between demonstrators and police. Knowles, a part-time elected official with little direct executive power, became a fixture on national television shows. I'm not one of those uh, elected officials who uh, saw this was another rung on the ladder to, you know, being uh, governor or president or something like that. So. Yeah, it certainly wasn't something I expected, nor did I want. Knowles had to deal with criticism of Ferguson city government, especially how it handled fines and fees and how its municipal court operated. He says Brown's death prompted real changes in a city, especially how police officers interact with members of the community, though some would believe the city still has work to do. The Ferguson protest movement prompted state lawmakers to place new restrictions on municipal courts and the percentage of fine revenue cities have in their budget. It also brought about a consent decree in 2016 mandating big changes to policing and city government that Ferguson is still trying to complete. Knowles, though, questions what good that consent decree did for the entire St. Louis region, especially since the Department of Justice did not require any other city besides Ferguson to dramatically change. You've got to ask what what, uh, complicity the federal government at that time had in not doing anything about what they knew to be problems, you know, system-wide through St. Louis. I mean, I give our, I give our legislature some credit for, for making some, uh, some changes and taking on some of these issues, but still, you know, the federal government and the city of Ferguson, this has been the focus. I think it's given a lot of, a lot of other communities the opportunity to get off the hook. Uh, about having these conversations. With protests erupting across the country decrying the police killings of black people, how Ferguson changed or didn't change after Brown's death is back under focus. And Knowles says large cities like Minneapolis and Louisville are going to go through a much different process than a small city like Ferguson. Trying to have a conversation at, at 50,000 foot you know, level is just impossible. People are 
talking over each other and past each other and um, grandstanding and everything else. Um, but if you really want to have a courageous conversation, if you really want to have a dialogue, if you really want to have a discussion that leads to uh, change and not just change in your, in your government, uh, but you need to change the hearts and minds of people. Um, you know, part of what's going to have to happen, you know, through these discussions, it does happen in small groups. After Tuesday, Ella Jones will succeed Knowles as mayor. Asked what advice he has for Jones's impending tenure as mayor, Knowles said this. No matter how many conversations we've had over the last five years about uh, race, race relations, or, you know, being a national, in the national spotlight or part of the national narrative on, you know, community building and community police relations and, um, and reforms, uh, at the end of the day, when you still go to a neighborhood association meeting, the first question they ask about is, when is their streets going to get paved? Knowles says he plans to stay involved in Ferguson by signing up for boards and commissions. And it's not out of the question that other cities that are about to go through the reconciliation process over race and policing could look to Ferguson as a roadmap to what may happen next. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.